Welcome to Piano Rhapsody, an amateur's guide to classical piano. This is a podcast where you follow the musical journey of an amateur piano player, working my way up to playing advanced level pieces one day, specifically Gershwin's Rhapsody in Blue, which is where the podcast gets its name. But seeing as I do not have significant time every day that I could spend playing the piano, this goal is not quite in sight. So until we reach it, Every week we break down one of the pieces I encounter along the road to get me there, ranging anywhere from the Baroque period all the way up to modern day. We'll explore the history surrounding the work and examine the music within, and hopefully we all walk away a little more informed and appreciative of classical music. Then as time passes, we can build on this foundation so we can all tackle more difficult works in the future. This is episode 12.3, the third episode in an exploration of volume number one of Norwegian composer Edvard Grieg's lyric pieces. Volume one is a collection of eight short solo piano works. We've already covered the first half during the past two episodes, and now we're going to tackle the back half. Both pieces today, number five and number six, fall under the umbrella for which Grieg was most well known and regarded blending Norwegian folk music into classical. Incorporating national pride and rural folk melodies into music was a keystone element of the Romantic period. Previously in this very podcast, we've already heard Albeniz do this with influence from the Spanish countryside, and also Chopin, who incorporated Polish dance rhythms and melodies into his compositions, even when he was living in Paris. Grieg runs right in the same lane as his romantic composing peers by being heavily influenced by the rural Norwegian folk melodies. Alright, let's do a quick basic geography lesson before we get started. Now, I'm probably the last person who should be trying to inform anybody about geography. But let's run through a basic what's what here. Norway is one of those three elongated countries in Northern Europe that I can't ever remember the order of. Norway is the one to the west, Sweden is the one in the middle, and then Finland is the one to the east. This trio of countries is sometimes referred to as the Nordic countries, and it's associated with Vikings, and it's where Norse mythology originated. So, you know, before Thor and Loki were big Marvel superheroes, These were their old stomping grounds. This region is also referred to as Scandinavia, but it's difficult to pinpoint which countries are actually included in Scandinavia. Most commonly, it seems like Scandinavia is made up of Norway, Sweden, and Denmark. But some people will throw Finland and Iceland into the mix. It's kind of like the Midwest in the United States. What states are actually a part of the Midwest? Would you throw North and South Dakota in there? Probably. How about Kentucky? Pennsylvania? Debatable. So there's your geography lesson for the day. Now let's get back to a subject I know more about. A subject like... Norwegian folk music. (laughs) It's alright, we'll learn together. So while there are Viking tales that talk about music, the first written accounts of Norwegian folk music date back to the 1800s and are mostly believed to have religious influence. 
As music evolved throughout the 19th century, the songs began to be linked to myths and fairy tales, which could explain Grieg's inclusion of the fairy dance that we discussed in last week's episode. One of the main purposes of Norwegian folk music was dancing, which was mostly performed in couples and celebrated important events of life like weddings, funerals, and seasonal feasts. The most common instrument in Norwegian folk music is the Hardanger fiddle, which looks and plays just like a standard violin, and dates back to the year 1700. The fiddle was first used to accompany epic folk songs similar to medieval ballads, telling tales of history, including the lives of nobles, knights, and maidens. Then, during the 1800s, the fiddle evolved to more expressive, virtuosic concert music, it was intended for urban audiences. At this time, dances and music from across Europe were spreading north to Norway, including the waltz, the polka, and the mazurka. Speaking of which, the first major Norwegian concert musician was a violinist and fiddle player named Ule Bull, not to be confused with that 1960s hit, Wole Bole. Ule Bull was one of the first musicians to present rural Norwegian folk tunes to an urban audience. The city folk were slow to catch on to this style of music. However, one of the attendees at Ule's... <laughs> what a name, huh? <laughs> one of the attendees at Ule's concerts was a young Edvard Grieg. And he was so inspired by this music that he sought out the sources for dozens of folk songs. And that brings us to our selections today. Opening up the second half of Volume 1 of Grieg's Lyric Pieces is number 5, a piece with the generic title of Folk Song. Right from the top of the piece, we can hear the European influence of dance. Specifically, this piece recalls the rhythm of a mazurka, one of Chopin's favorite forms. We're in a 3-4 meter, three beats per measure, with an emphasis on a quick-moving first beat. Considering Volume 1 was published in 1867, this would fall right in line with the time period where European dances, like the Mazurka, started making their way north. Although this is a piece written for solo piano, I can't help but hear it as its roots originally intended, which is likely played by a fiddle. Grieg imitates this by decorating the melody line with ornaments, imitating a country fiddle player belting out this melancholic melody. The form of the piece is A-B-A-B-A. The A and B sections are fairly short, and then they are alternated. Part A is the section that we have already been discussing, our imitation of the fiddle player. Part B utilizes a musical sequence that will end up being a signature of Grieg's of sorts. And that's a falling sequence of three. It's the same musical idea, just lowered once, and then lowered again. We've actually already heard this a couple of times so far. Here's an example from number two, Waltz. 
And another example from number four, fairy dance. Grieg calls upon this same signature move right here in part B. And that's really the crux of the piece. We alternate between the fiddle melody and the falling sequences of three until we complete the final form of A-B-A-B-A. So let's venture on out to rural Norway and listen to the entire piece. From volume one of Edvard Grieg's lyric pieces, this is number five, Folk Song. Alright, up next is number 6, a piece titled Norwegian Melody. This piece is basically an amalgamation of all the concepts that we've already discussed, so we could use this as a nice review. It shares the same musical form as selections number 2, 3, and 4, which is a ternary form of A-B-A, and it also utilizes that same concept of parallel major and minor. This time, we're in D major and D minor. And to help build our ears, let's listen to the difference between these two keys. So here's a D major scale and arpeggio. And here's the same exercise, but this time D minor. And the back-to-back -back tonic chords, this is D major versus D minor. The piece opens in part A on the major side of things, with a melody line that falls lower with each iteration.
This is a livelier and brighter melody than the previous folk song that we heard, but I can still hear the influence of the fiddle. The B section swaps our major key to a minor key and swaps the articulation from more legato style to more staccato style. The piece lives in this minor key for a while and reverts to the A section to end the piece in a major key. So it's a good rehash of a lot of the concepts that we've talked about throughout the lyric pieces. We have an ABA form, we have parallel major and minor keys, we have examples of both legato and staccato articulation, and it's a fine example of what Grieg is most well known for, pulling melodies from Norwegian folk music. So here is number six from volume one of Edvard Grieg's lyric pieces. Norwegian Melody. I'm sure Ule Bull would be glad to know that Norwegian folk music is still being heard in the 21st century. Next week, we'll close out this series with the final two selections from volume one of Grieg's lyric pieces. You could find the standalone recordings of the pieces we discussed today directly in the podcast feed. Check out Piano Rhapsody on SoundCloud for all of the tracks from this podcast and more. You can find me on Twitter at Piano Rhapsody or email me at pianorhapsodypodcast at gmail.com. Please take a second to hit the subscribe button on your podcatcher if you haven't already done so. It's the easiest way to never miss a new episode, and it helps the podcast gain more visibility. Thanks as always for your time and your ears, and have a good week.